Hey y'all, welcome back to I Just Be Podcast, where you can just be, be wherever you are, be what you are, however you are, when you are there. Just be, just be. How y'all doing? How y'all motherfuckers doing? So welcome back, welcome back. Um, I got some more things to share with y'all today. So um, today I'm just sipping on water. Um, I just broke my three-day fast, so as my body is transitioning back into the life of food, um, I'm taking it a little bit easy. I tried to eat some breakfast earlier today, and like I had diarrhea, so my body's like, look, I ain't ready for this. Like You got to take it slow. So if anybody cares, you know, I had diarrhea earlier, but it's because I'm breaking my fast, and I got so many downloads through while I was fasting and meditating that um, I had to jump on here while it's still fresh in my mind and share some of the things that I um, sips water. So share some of the things that I downloaded or came together. These are things I already knew, but um, they just kind of like came together and were a lot clearer during my fast. Um, so sideline, fast or highly recommended um, within your limits you know like i know that i can do a straight water fast for like seven days because i've tried it um and i've done it in times where i didn't have a lot to do but i did have a few days off so i just did a water and tea fast no food um and yeah i got a lot of like clarity during that time because when you sacrifice food and you're not so focused on the needs of the body you can really hear your spirit a lot clearly clearer so um, I do that from time to time, and I've been, like, pulled to do that for a while. And I uh, finally did it, and so glad that I did. It's kind of like a reset. But anyway, out of my personal life, um, today our topic is going to be um, plant medicines. Ayahuasca, shrooms, marijuana, and transforming, transforming worries and fears. Damn, I couldn't say transforming. Um, so I'll try that again. Plant medicines, ayahuasca, shrooms, marijuana, and transforming worries and fears. So I'm going to do a little bit of story time uh, and a lot of bit of my experiences with these things. These plant medicines affect people differently. Um, so I'm not saying that, you know, this is going to be your experience or was your experience or like, that's not what happened to me. I'm just letting you guys know what the plant medicine taught me and how it helped me in my journey. So um, what I've learned throughout my journey of plant medicine um, is it puts me into like my tests and fears. Um, it starts off that way. And it was a really good um, tool to help me figure out how my mind works. Because this whole like magic thing, this whole spiritual game, it's all, it's all like coming back to your mindset and perspectives. And what I've learned um, throughout is that my mindset works a certain way. My mind works a certain way based off of who I am as a person, as a spirit, as a soul, but also um, based off of all the teachings, all the experiences, and um, all the brainwash that um, I've occurred during this time of me being on Earth. So in this order, marijuana, shrooms, and ayahuasca, um, I feel like they all were teaching me similar lessons, but it just got deeper 
the deeper I went into the plant medicine. So weed is like light for me. You know, it's kind of lightweight. It's a little bit easier to deal with and manage um, when it comes. And, I, and I'll break that down. Um, shrooms is like a level up from weed. Like it goes more intense into different parts of my mind. And then ayahuasca is like the mother. And it's funny because they call her mother ayahuasca. Like for real, she's the mother of that shit. Like she took me, <laughs> she took me in some motherfucking places, okay? That I wasn't even ready for, but I also was. But anyway, um, so I want to talk a little bit about my experiences with the plant medicines, why I started to do plant medicines and um, get into what the lessons that I've learned. And I'll give you a little bit of uh, story time and share my stories um, of growth, because I know a lot of people, including myself, are dealing with anxiety um, like this overwhelming sense of anxiety because it's just we're just in a time where a lot of things are unknown um, and unpredictable and it's like changing so much and it's just causing a lot of anxiety and um, I'm I'm learning some tools to manage that a little bit more and really like digging deep into like what that is so um, let's dive right into it I'm gonna start with the mother I'm gonna start with Miss Ayahuasca <sighs> So ayahuasca, um, and <laughs> like I want to first say that I never, ever, ever thought in a million years that I would fucking do ayahuasca. Like I just really thought that that was just some spaced out shit that people fucking do, and like it just puts you in this psychedelic, like hippie state. And you know, I talk about hippies a lot, but I'm not, I'm totally not like down in the hippies. But this is how I saw things. I'm just giving y'all my perspective of how I looked at things. But like I put this whole spiritual thing in a category like before I was waking waking and up waking up and I just looked at like those type of people, quote unquote, because now I'm one of them, um, as hippies, you know, like, oh they just go in the jungle and live in the jungle and like do fucking ayahuasca and just like trip all day and all and like I just had this fucked up mindset <laughs> about what ayahuasca is. And it was so funny that, like, when I started um, waking it up, like, in the beginning of my journey, I started actually hearing the call of ayahuasca because um, that's something that I heard would happen, and I actually experienced that, is that it's not something that you search for, it calls you. And that's exactly what happened. Like, I started... Um, I start watching. I remember watching Joe Rogan because I went through this whole phase of like watching Joe Rogan's um, podcast and everything, and he was like talking about ayahuasca, and I was just like, "What? Like, whoa!" And I started like, I got this curiosity about it, and you know, I started. I went down the YouTube black hole of looking into ayahuasca and people's experiences, and I started like slowly but surely opening up to the idea that maybe one day I would want to do it. Still like far away from me actually doing it. Um, and then, like, I really started attracting it. Like, I would be out and about and talking to random people that have done ayahuasca and just, like, told me their experiences. And, like, I kept meeting all these people just randomly. Like, I never brought this shit up, but somehow I would end up in a conversation about ayahuasca. And I'm like, okay, like, okay, maybe I should, like, think about this a little bit more. And um, I remember, what year was that, 2018, 2017? Um, I just made a decision. I was like, okay, I got to do this shit. Like, it's just calling me. It's pulling me. It's just like, it was just like really pulling at me. Like, I just couldn't resist the fact that 
it was something that I needed to do. And so um, I'm trying to think what year that was. I think it was 2017. Yeah, it was 2017, the beginning of 2017. Um, I saved up money and um, I booked a trip to Peru. Uh, in the jungles of, of uh, Peru, I went to uh, the city of Iquitos, which is, or the jungle of Iquitos. It's a city, but it's jungle there, too. Um, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know. Y'all go hear this a lot. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing because I am one of those people that I follow my heart and I follow my spirit, and I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. But that's one example of, of that. I didn't know what I was doing. I... Um, I just booked a hotel. I booked it online. I'll drop the information of the uh, retreat that I went to in Peru. They, they're really, really good. Um, highly recommend them if you're called to do ayahuasca because let me, let me put a PSA announcement. Do not randomly do ayahuasca unless you're called to do it because it's fucking extreme, like for real. Anyway, I, um, I put my deposit down um, on the retreat. I found the retreat. Like, I just followed my spirit. I researched, like, a whole bunch of different places, and I found the place that my spirit was like, go go to this place. Like, I felt a connection to it. And um, I booked it, and then um, I booked my flight to Peru. It was a really scary experience. I had never been to Peru before or South America. And, um, you know, it's different. You know, it's, it's a beautiful place, but it's, it's way different. And I went there alone, so, you know, I was a little bit afraid, but, you know, it ended up being a great experience. And uh, they picked us up from the hotel um, that was recommended, and they drove us two hours or, I don't know, road, because I guess you ride when you're on a boat, because we had to get on a boat, and, like, these small little boats, and uh, they're, like, speed boats or whatever, and drove us two hours out into the jungle. Like, it took us, like, two and a half hours to get there. And uh, we had a cute little retreat, and it was, like, straight jungle shit. Like, um, the places that we lived in were, like, all made out of wood and, like, straw and, like, very well crafted, like, by the way. And, like, screened. It was, like, screened in. So it was very much so living outside, very much so I'm in the jungle, very much so uh, we living off the land right now. So when I first got <laughs> when I first got there, I was like, Ugh. Um, like, we really, really living outside? Like, I don't know if I want to do this. But, you know, I, I bit the bullet. It's just like, I'm all the way out here, child. I ain't got no choice. And uh, so we had this, like, meeting place that they called, um, I think it was, no, not the Maloka. The Maloka is where we did ayahuasca. So they had a few different places. They had, like, this meeting place where everybody would gather together, where we did all of our little meetings, and we would eat and like share our experiences and stuff. And then um, everybody had their own little hut. There was a few couples um, and there was a few solos. It was only like three solos and I was one of the solo. By the way, I was the only person there from the United States, which was like so dope to me. But everybody had, like if you were a couple, you had, you know, you were a couple together and you had your own little hut. And then the solos had their own little hut. Um, so I had my own little hut, but you had to like, from the meeting area, you had to like walk into the jungle where your hut is. And it's like a five minute walk. Um, and I don't even know why they fucking told us this, but like when we first got there, they were telling us like when they first opened the place, they had to um, have like 
shotguns and like guns and walk people to their huts because there were like jaguars in the jungle. And I'm like, really? Really y'all gonna fucking say that shit while I'm here? But <laughs> but it just kind of reminded me like you're you're out in the wild, you know? And like the first couple of days I was like scared as fuck. Like they gave us a few days to like settle in and like, you know, tell us like how this process is gonna go. And um, uh, they told us, you know, just stay with the group. You know, if you wanna walk back and forth, walk with a partner. Um, to your 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 hut or whatever, because the hut, the huts were in the same area. They were spread out, but they were in the same area, like five minute walk out from the meeting place. And um, yeah, like real jungle shit. So, by the way, after the few days of me getting settled in, like I really felt connected to the jungle and like the intelligence of the jungle. Like it's not just wild animals just out there roaming and shit like they they're in sync with each other like they 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 get it they understand like i came across a few things like first of all the butterflies are huge but you know so are the roaches and so are, like every all the bugs out there are like humongous like and i'm not talking about humongous like exaggerated i'm talking about like really really large like google bugs in the rainforest and like you'll see what i'm talking about like the butterflies were huge I had a fucking roach that came into my fucking hut one day and like I lost my shit. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, shit like that was going on. Um, I didn't come across uh, many animals. One of the people that were, uh, one of the couples had snakes come into their um, maloka and uh, not, not the maloka, why I keep saying that? They came into their hut and they were just like, it came, they came in there, like two snakes came in there, like they kind of hesitated when they saw that humans were in there or like something was in there. And then it just like went back out where it came. Like shit like that was happening. Even the fucking roach that, <laughs> I know they heard me screaming, that fucking scared the shit out of me. Like we had a moment of like, oh shit. And I think the roach was like, oh shit. And like flew away. And then like, I didn't see it anymore. It just like left. Like shit like that was happening. Like, oh, okay, you, you something else. I ain't gonna fuck with you. And I'm just gonna leave my bag. It was just kind of like, you know, we both in each other way, so we both gonna leave. You know, it was it was like a lot of that going on with the animals out there. So I'm just like, there's an intelligence here. But like at night, oh my god, like you could hear the ruffles, like you could hear the night shit, like big shit. Like I think there were like wild hogs and stuff out there. I'm pretty sure I heard a few like wild cats just walking around because like you could hear them like stalking or whatever they do you, you just hear their, full, their footsteps and stuff and like you large animals and the first couple of nights like I couldn't sleep because I'm just like oh shit like what if the motherfucker sleep, sneak into my fucking hut or something but we had a closed like it's an open closed screen door and I'm sure if they wanted to actually get in there they could but you know they didn't nobody nothing fucked with us I don't know like like I said there's an intelligence in the jungle that I realized was there um, after a few days. But anyway, that's some sideline shit. Getting into the ayahuasca. I did um, four ceremonies, and they told us that we were going to go into the maloca, that for some reason my brain keeps wanting to talk about, uh, where they actually do the ceremony. Everybody sits in a circle, um, and, you know, the shaman, like, prays over us, prays over the um, ayahuasca. Um, it's like this molasses-type textured stuff. Um that he prays over and like put smoke over and like you know blesses it pretty much 
And um, before we started the ceremony, like we did a whole like plant bath where we went to like this river and like there were like flowers and like leaves and all kind of different plants, like healing plants that they like took each one of us and like bathed us in it to like cleanse us and prepare us for the ceremony. It was very beautiful. And then we started the actual ceremony. Um, and I won't go into all four of them and like what each happened, what happened in each because it's just so much to talk about. But overall, um, what I learned there is that it put me like directly into my fears and the low vibration, you know, parts of myself. Um, one of a few of my fears was um, I realized that, you know, there, there's a part of me that's like a worry wart. And that's where the anxiety comes in for me. Um, and I'm, I'm going to dig more into that um, a little bit later on in the podcast. But I realized that, number one, that I have a big, well, not, it's not a huge, but it's, it's pretty still present, um, a spirit of, like, worry and, like, anxiety and just, like, worrying that the worst is going to happen. And... Then I, I also face my fear of, you know, death, like, and losing my mind. Because, like, to me, like, losing my mind and, like, dying is pretty much, like, the same thing. So, um, all four, like, ceremonies were, they, you know, it just kind of, like, went on a peak. So, like, the first, the first one was, like, going up, like, introduction into it. The second one was, like, the hardcore shit. Like, that's when I really fa- put, was put into my fears and shit. And then the last two were kind of like coming down off of what the second one did and then like preparing myself to get back into, um, you know, society, regular society, because we spent like seven days in the jungle, just like detached from everything. Like, no, we had no signal. Like there was like we went, the sun came up and like that was our light. And when the sun went down, like it was completely dark. Like there was no lights, no electricity, like nothing. It was just like, okay, when it gets dark, you better take your motherfucking ass to your hut and stay up in that motherfucker because it ain't no lights out here. It was just that kind of shit. Um, But we did have, um, you know, the shaman and the shaman's assistants that, like, walked us through the jungle. And, I mean, apparently they knew what was up. They walked us through the jungle with, like, a flashlight and things like that. But, yeah, it was very much so, like, no technology. Just FYI. But one of the things that I went through is I actually experienced to a very, very heightened level anxieties and fears and worries. Like one part of my experience was that I just started getting really paranoid. Like I started thinking about, oh, my God, like, why did I do this? Why am I out here in the jungle and now I'm like tripping on this ayahuasca shit? Like, they're going to fucking sacrifice me to, like, anacondas or, like, jaguars or, like, just, like, I'm going to fucking die off of this shit and they're just going to toss me in the jungle and, like, my family's not going to know what happened to me or how to find me or anything. Um, Just because, side note, like, (laughs) my family thought I was fucking crazy as fuck. That was like, what are you doing? Like, no, we don't think you should do this. Like, nobody was, like, with the shits as far as me going to Peru. There were a few of my friends that were just like, whoa. Like, they didn't discourage me, but they were just like, whoa, like, you really going to do this? But, like, my family was, like, trying to get it, do an intervention. Like, <laughs> it was a thing. They were just like, you don't, you shouldn't do this. Like, I don't know about this. Like, this just doesn't feel right. And I was just like, well, I'm going to do it, so get over it. That's kind of was my attitude about it. Like, don't try to tell me not to do something because my spirit is telling me to do it. 
So anyway, the downside of that is that they would have not known anything because it just kind of stopped there. They were just like, all right, I'm going to just let him do whatever he's going to do. And um, yeah, nobody would have known where I was. So I started thinking about that during my trip. And I really like felt like an overwhelming sense of anxiety. Um, I felt like they gave me too much medicine at one point. I was just like, I can't fucking understand. I don't know how to process. Like my brain was very jumbled. But while my brain was jumbled, a.k.a. my ego, um, I could really clearly hear my spirit talking. And, like, I had an experience to where I heard um, what I feel is Mother Ayahuasca. Like, I heard a woman's voice. It was definitely a woman's voice. It was very angelic. It was very loving. It was very soft. Like, it was just comforting to hear her voice. Like, she kind of came through in the midst of me going through all of that. And, um, you know, she just, she told me a few personal things that I needed to hear at the time. Um, and like, she straight up told me like, you gotta let go of religion and you gotta let go of this, um, of that you're not enough. Like she straight up told me that like in a very loving way. And, um, you know, as I continue my trip, it started there, you know, with the anxiety and the fears and like, I really didn't think I was gonna make it out. Like, to be honest with y'all, like when I was in the midst of my ayahuasca trip, I thought that was it for me. Like I started like losing my mind, like, or I thought I was losing my mind um, and like losing control over my thoughts and like feelings and stuff. And like really like leaving my conscious self and going into my subconscious mind, if that makes sense in like really dealing or being in a spirit. I was like leaving my body and being in the spirit. And that was so scary for me because I was really losing touch with reality. Like I knew I was still there. I knew my body was there. I knew I was still surrounded by everybody, but everybody was going through their own shit, you know? And um, it's just like, I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. Like nobody could save me right then and there. Like my body, my spirit was going somewhere. My body was there and I was in touch with my body, but I had no control over what was happening. It was just like a spirit just took over and I had no control. And that was very, very, very scary for me because, and which also made me realize I have control issues that goes back into the anxiety that I have control issues. I didn't want to let the spirit of ayahuasca like take me where it wanted to take me. Like I was fighting it. Like I was like, no, I'm going to die. Like, cause I thought I was going to die. Like I really thought in my mind that I was going to die because it was just so intense. Like I was really put into the intensities of my fears, worries and anxieties. And you know, it's, I remember clearly, it just came to a point where I really couldn't, I couldn't, I, I remember testing myself, thinking if like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do the ABCs and, the, and to count one through 10, just to like test myself. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like, I, I couldn't, it was like A, G, B, like, it was like that. It was very jumbled. I could not say my ABC straight. I started with, like, I went, like, one, two, and I forgot the rest of the numbers. Like, I, that's how scrambled my brain was. And, like, once I got to that point, I was just like, well, I guess this is it. I guess, like, this is the end of my life. Like, this is, because it was nothing I could do. I kept fighting the spirit that was trying to take me and show me things and pull me out of my ego control. And like, I literally couldn't fight it anymore. I just had no more strength. 
because the the more I fought, the worse it got. The more intense things got for me. So I just let go. And like when I let go, I fell asleep and I woke up and like all the clarity came. Like, goddamn, Justin, like you're dramatic as fuck. <laughs> like you are so dramatic. And all of that was just fears and anxieties and worries inside of your brain that you had to fucking face. <sighs> um, moving from ayahuasca into shrooms, I had a very similar experience with my shroom experiences. Um, very, not as intense, not as intense, um, but a lighter version of me going into anxiety. Like when I took shrooms, um, I've only taken shrooms like two or three times. And the first time I took it, like I did like five grams, like I did a, a lot of it. Um, and that's what happened. Like I started getting anxiety. Like I could not sit still. I, I just couldn't sit still. And it was, it created a fear in me because I'm just like, why can't I stop moving? I was trying to do yoga. I was trying to meditate. Like I was trying everything to like stop and sit still. I couldn't. I kept moving around like I was cleaning. I was like walking around. I was like looking outside and coming back in. Like I was just fucking moving like unnecessarily. And I realized that that I was doing that. Like I don't want to move right now. Why am I moving? And it created a fear in me. And that represented my anxiety and my like distraction mechanism of, you know, when I'm dealing with something deeply inside or, or a heavy emotion. <coughs> Excuse me. I will, hold on, let me take some water, y'all, because this shit's spilling out of me. Hold on. I realized that um, that's how I deal with things. That's, that was one of my coping me mechanisms is that when things get too intense, I run away. I, get to, I distract myself. And, you know, I thought back to a lot of the times in my life where, you know, when things would get, like, hectic, I just move. I moved so many times. Like, y'all don't even understand. Like, I've lived in so many different cities and, like, moved to different cities. And I can't count the number of times that I've moved. Um, and that, But that was one of my coping mechanisms. When things got hard or rough internally, I just moved to another place, started all the way over. And, like, I could focus on starting over, which took me away from the feelings. But I just kept running into the same shit no matter where I moved at. Put a bookmark in that because I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to tie all this together. Excuse me. Um, and then weed. So weed, I've done weed a lot more often than I have done ayahuasca or shrooms, of course. But that's the same thing weed does, but at a more lighter, lighter than shrooms, lighter than ayahuasca is that it will initially put me into like the fears that I'm going through. One thing I know because I don't smoke weed a lot, but one thing I know that is something that will let me know where my mind is. It, it takes me into a deeper part of my mind. It slows my mind down enough for me to like really see what's going on in there. And um, more recently, uh, me doing weed, I realized that, you know, the fears that I'm dealing with right now are anxiety. It's, it's a lot of anxiety. Um, and I want to go into that. I want to go into the anxiety and the fears and the worries and just kind of talk about that um, right now. So, first of all, 
one thing I realized is that my worries and fears, um, it's more of a worry energy um, that turns into anxiety. They kind of like feed off of each other. And um, I've been doing a little bit research research on worry and like how to like transform that and like make that energy work for me because it's all just energy. Worry is just an energy. And you can like take that energy and turn it into something else that'll actually work for you. Um, And one thing I realized in in doing the research, um, I was actually on this website. It's called imuniversity.org. Highly recommend it. It's a lot of good tools and information there. But um, they have this um, blog on worry and how worry is a it's a very passive state of mind to where it just puts you in a victim mode to where it's just like, oh, this bad thing is happening to me. And then it like makes you stagnant and you just kind of get stuck like you don't you feel like a victim. You feel like there's nothing you can do. You feel worthless. And then like there's no you don't take any action. You just kind of get stuck there. And that eventually can turn into a depression. But worries can like, it pretty much stops you from doing anything. Versus on like in the blog, they talk about um, that you transform worry into desire. Because when you're desiring something, it's very active. You know, you'll get up and do something. You'll see opportunities more. And you're vibrating in a space to where you can receive the opportunities versus worry, which is a very low vibrational state. And it was talking about how when you vibe that low, you vibe with the energy of everybody else that's vibing that low, and you begin to attract that situation of, I'm in a victimhood, I can't move, I can't do anything, I just, there's nothing I can do. And meanwhile, life passing you by. That doesn't stop time. So whatever you needed to do, or whatever you were worrying about, it gives it time to come, you know? Somebody blasting music out there, y'all heard that? Anyway, confirmation. So I had to dig a little deeper there. Like, okay, I get it. This is what worry is, this is what it does to me, but like, why is it? You know, everything stems from our childhood experiences or just experiences in general. And I had to go back and one thing you know, um, I'm going to share a part of my life is that when I was younger, I um, I associated money with um, or just just things in general with my my dad. And he was you know, he made pretty good money. You know, we were middle class. We weren't poor or anything. But one thing that um, I picked up on as a child that he would do is that, you know, he would make all these promises of, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna buy you this and we're gonna go here and do that. And then, um, you know, whenever he would like get home from work or I would ask him like, when are we gonna do it? He would just be like, I'm tired. You know, he would just like make this big deal of it and just like, you know, don't ask me about that right now. We'll get to it when we get to it. You know, I'm tired, like completely flips the script and like pretty much like, spazzes out on me just because I asked when is he gonna like provide the thing that he said he was gonna provide and you know like I'm not like talking about him or anything like but like and he was just doing the best he could like I get it like you you're tired you just got off of work like you don't want your kids like yelling in your face like asking you what can you do and you just want to rest 
Um, but as a child, that like really screwed me up. And I kind of got used to it. And what I told myself as a child is that um, just look for the worst in situations because you know if you look for the best, you're going to get disappointed. You know if, you know, if my dad tells me he's going to do something or if he's going to like do something that excites me, you know, like buy me shoes or something like that I wanted or buy me a video game back then that I wanted. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get it for you. And like, da, 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 da. And like, I'm super excited. And then he's like, I'll get it for you next week. And then when next week comes and I'm like, um, are we going to go get the the video game? I just got this like guilt from him and just like, you know, anger. Like, how dare you ask me for what I told you you were going to get from me? Like, how dare you? Like, get out of my face. Like, all this energy and like, as a child, like, I, that was very, and as a sensitive child at that, that was very hurtful for me. Like, that shit, it fucked me up. So I eventually came to the conclusion, like, I'm not going to get excited. I'm not going to um, look for the best in things. I'm just going to look for the worst because that's just what's going to happen anyway. And I carried that into my adulthood. And I'm not saying, like, this rules my life because my life isn't trash, but specifically when there are times when there is unknown or things that are out of my control, um, I get this worry and anxiety that it's just gonna go worse. It's just gonna, like the, the worst of the situation is gonna happen. Because I don't wanna get excited and then be disappointed like I did when I was a child. And I wanted to share that because I know one way or another there's people out here that went through the same shit. It could be the same situation. It could be a different situation. But the anxiety that a lot of people are feeling comes from somewhere in your childhood. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you that. Um, and I know that that's where mine came from. So now it's getting to the point of like recognizing that, being aware of that. And then when the anxiety comes up, dealing with it um, and facing it, just like I had to do with ayahuasca, like I had to face it. And not become a victim of it or not become a slave of it, but really transforming it. And the blog that I was reading on I Am University talks about um, transforming it into desire because desire will actually put you in a higher vibration that you can see the opportunities and actually act on them because it's a desire of something that you want. When you want something and you have a desire for something like you have this uh, passion and this power that makes you go for it nonstop. You know, like you want something. Like even if you desire a person, like you're gonna maneuver in a way until you get it, until you get that person. Same thing with dreams and whatever you desire, it puts you in this active state of like, you're just excited and you're happy and you're ready and you're just like, I'm willing to do what it takes to like get that. So that, that energy, putting the worry energy and transforming it into a desire energy is just going to put you in a high vibrational state into where you are able to really go for that. And two other things that I would add to that from worry is relief. Because there is a lot of times where, and I know y'all have experienced this before, where it's just like, because for me, it's, it's money. You know, especially since I've become, like, stepping into, like, my artistry a little bit more and I'm not, like, working a regular nine-to-five job and I get paid every week or two weeks and that's a guaranteed check. And I'm in a space where I'm an artist and I don't really know where my next check is going to come from. 
when the bills get tight or is like getting close to where the bills are due and I don't know where the money's going to come from or when it's going to come, I get this like overwhelming anxiety. And there have been a lot of times where shit just came through like at the last moment and I just felt this, oh my God. It's just like I laid out on the floor like a starfish, just like, oh God, thank you, that came through. Fuck, that came through. Thank you, fucking universe. And I just felt this relief. But that's a high vibrational feeling. A feeling relief, feeling like everything's taken care of, feeling like everything's okay. That's a high vibrational state of being. So that's another thing I want to add in that's been helping me is like when I feel worry or if I feel anxiety or I just have this worry word spirit about what's coming next, I just tap into like a feeling of relief or tap into a feeling of desire. And then the other thing that I, I added to changing worry or transforming worry into is a faith. You know, not to get too religious on you, but like faith is when you know something's gonna happen and you don't really know how, how it's gonna happen. Like you have faith that something will work itself out. You have faith that it's going, like, I mean, we have faith every day. You have faith that you get in a car and go to where you're gonna go and you're not gonna get in a car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like you have faith when you get on a plane, it's not gonna crash. You have faith because anything could happen anytime. You could be in your house and something could fucking, you know, spark in your house, in your kitchen and fucking like blow up the whole house or some shit. Like you just never know. But there's a level of faith that we automatically walk in that we kind of take for granted that we could also apply to when we are worrying or when we have anxieties. It's just like a lack of trust because you don't have control. So I know that was a lot at once, but like I wanted to share this and share this information that I've been receiving and it has been helping me because at the end of the day, everything is just energy. And I highly recommend y'all look at that. Um, I'm probably gonna put the link. Yeah, I'm gonna put probably put the link in the description. But it's a really, really good article on uh, worry. It also talks about the contradictory forces of um, worry. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Mm, excuse me. Hold on, I think another one is coming. No, hold on. Let me drink some water. Y'all process that while I'm drinking my water. Mm. Sorry, but I told you, y'all gonna get all the realness. Somebody once told me that when you sneeze, something's coming out of your spirit. And when you coughed, when you cough, it's coming out of your something's coming out of your body. So, um, yeah, I guess something's coming out of my spirit right now. Probably all this information I'm delivering to y'all. But anyway, um, contradictory forces. The article talked about um, how when you put out your intention of something that you want, let's just say you want a job, you know, you want a different job or you want a project or you want a booking, whatever it is um, that you desire or, you know, a relationship. You put it out, you set your intentions is out in the universe, right? And then you start, it doesn't come when you want it to come, and then you start to worry. Now you've also put out the, for, the energy of worry and that it cancels out the original intention. And like I also thought about in math, like when you put a positive and a negative together, they like cancel themselves out. Like one, positive one plus negative one equals zero. So it just like, you know, cancels out whatever you put 
out there as an intention when you also put a negative intention behind it. And it just makes sense. Like it goes back to math. And learning that, um, you know, when you put your intention, keeping your vibration high and staying focused on how you want that to turn out and not how you don't want it to turn out. Because as soon as you put that negative force, it's just going to cancel it out. It always helps when you have someone, um, and this I've experienced this, especially in the beginning of my journey, when you have someone putting out a positive with you, you know, you get in um, agreement with somebody that you trust, of course, um, with something that you want. Because when I first got on my journey, when I first started awakening, and I was still in a very, very like vulnerable space spiritually, because you know I was coming out of one mindset and going to another. Um, one thing I am grateful for is that I had um, my teachers were doing things on my behalf. So it's just like if I wanted to get, you know, a certain amount of money or opportunity or something like that. And we both were in agreement. That's two people. You know, and then we put it out there. We did our thing, whatever it was, whether it was a prayer, whether it was a spell or, you know, just intention work, whatever. We put it out there, and then even if I was thinking of it negatively, that's only a negative one. So that still leaves me with one and not nothing. It's, it's it like it correlates with math. So positive two plus negative one equals positive one. So you still have something there, and I was able to manifest a lot of things when I had someone in agreement with me doing the work with me. Um, setting the intention with me, even though, even, so it's just like a backup. So if my negative thoughts come out there, it's not going to cancel out exactly what I want. So I, what I've been doing is, is being in agreement with people that you trust. Make sure you got to use your discernment on this because it can't be somebody that's jealous of you. You got to pay attention and discern. If you're going to be in agreement with somebody about your life, Make sure their intentions are good. Make sure that they're not jealous of you. Make sure there's no negative vibes y'all have between each other because that's going to affect it. Because you don't want it to be, uh, you know, y'all, you put the, you think you put in your positive one and they actually put in a negative one. And then you put your negative one and now you're in a negative one. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So... Make sure that that's a person that actually roots for you and wants the best for you and is like on, the, on a good vibration just in general about their lives as well as yours. Because the main people I did it with were spiritual teachers and I already knew that, you know, they were putting good energy in my direction. So those are the three things that I, I, I realized about, you know, these fears and worries and like this goes it's all a, it's all a state of fear like worry is a state of fear it's fear that things aren't going to work fear that the worst is going to happen fear that something's going to happen that you don't want to happen it's a fear and i feel like anxiety <clears throat> excuse me anxiety is just a branch off of worry you know it's it's you looking into the future and predicting it in a bad way and it makes you feel upset that this could possibly go wrong but it could also possibly go right so it's all about maneuvering 
maneuvering your energy because again it's a, it's an energy your worry energy your fear energy into a more loving space into a desire energy into a faith energy a relief energy you know an energy of like oh shit it's working out surprise pleasant surprises something positive that you want to happen because ultimately what you want to happen whether it's negative or positive to you is going to happen I know y'all heard this before, but the universe don't give a fuck about what you like and what you don't like. It gives a fuck about what you ask for. You know? So, I told that whole long story about ayahuasca and shrooms, and we need to just kind of tap more into the anxiety factor and the fear factor, because a lot of that's coming up right now. Not on, like, in my personal life, for sure, but... It's just in the world in general. It's a lot of stuff coming up to the surface that has to be cleared up so we can really get in a space of like peace again. And I think that's where the world is going towards a place of like peace and balance. But we got to clean up all this bullshit that's been going on for so long. Y'all know it's a lot of bullshit. And that's not really something that you can do on a global level until you start with your own self. And that's, that's my message, that's my delivery, is focusing on yourself. Because you can't help nobody if you fucked up. You can't. How are you gonna tell somebody to, how to change themselves when you fucked up yourself? You can't tell nobody how to be in a, a good relationship when you're in a fucked up relationship. But when you get through it, you can. And you know the ins and outs, and you know how you got out of the situation. You can't tell nobody how to break out of jail when your ass still sitting in jail. How you gonna tell somebody to break out of jail and you sitting in there with them? Shit don't make no sense. But that's that's a, a, an analogy of like what I'm saying. Like as I'm working through my journey, I'm talking about things that I've gone through, and how I pull myself out of that chain or out of that jail. Um. So. That's my message for today. That's my podcast for today is just a little deeper dive into some fears and how to transform them and how um, plant medicine kind of helped me like really see that. Because before I couldn't really see, I just thought something was wrong with me. Like whenever I had anxiety, I just labeled it as anxiety and just like, oh, this is something that I got. There's nothing I can do. Like it's a disease or something, like a permanent disease. You know, like, oh, this I just deal with this sometimes and I just got to wait till it goes away. No, 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 no. It will go away, but you can be active in that. And one thing I also know is that if you don't deal with the anxiety or whatever fear it is, it will eventually go away because things are always changing. It will eventually go away, but it's going to come back up. It's going to come back up because it's a lesson and it's a test that you have to pass. And one thing I know is that we go in circles. And spirit is spiral. So it's a circle that goes up and up and up and just keeps going up. And at one point, when you learn the lesson, you get out of the circle of doing the same shit over and over, and you level up and you spiral up into a new level and a new circle. And then once you get in that circle and you start getting comfortable, something else is going to come. 
that's going to prepare you to spiral up. So if you're going through something right now, if you're going through some type of worry, some type of anxiety, guess what? That's your, you're in your test. You're, you're at your final exam. And it's time for you to pass the test so that you can level up. You're about to level up. If you're going through something that's challenging and heavy right now, you're about to level up. And it's time for you to study, study how to pass this exam. It's the final exam. Because if you don't pass it, you're just going to go back in that circle. It'll, it'll die down for a while. And there's going to be another situation that brings up the same shit. I, I know this from experience. I know this from experience. I'm not telling you something that I read. Like, I know this shit. So, I mean, I'm in one right now. I'm, I'm at a final exam right now. <laughs> and I am studying and meditating. That's one reason why I went into um, a fast and meditation period is because I'm like, all right, I need to pass this test because I don't want to go through this anymore. I don't want to keep, like, on this grade. I don't want to keep redoing this grade. Like, I need to go to the next grade. It's just like when you're in high school. You know, first grade, second grade, third grade, whatever. Like, I, I've been repeating this grade that I'm in a couple of times. I have. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm like one of those older students. Like, why you that old in this grade? Yeah. This grade I'm in, I'm definitely one of those older students. But it is what it is. I'm just more experienced, and now I know how to pass the test. So study yourself, think deeper. I'm not telling y'all to go out and do ayahuasca and shrooms and, 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 and weed. I'm not promoting doing my alternate substances. I'm not promoting that. I'm just sharing my experience. If that's what you want to do, if that's what you call to do, do it. But you don't say Justin from I Just Be uh, podcast told me to do this. No, 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 no. I did not. Okay. Um, but yeah, do what you need to do to study for that test. Because whatever you're going through right now, you may not be going through anything, which is good. You can coast. You know, when you level up, it's just like, all right, I'm good right now. I know I'm about to learn some new stuff. I'm in a new period. I'm on a new page in my book. So now new things are beginning to come. But you're, you're, you're in an ending stage. When that final exam comes up and you got to study hard, reflect back on your experiences, why, what worked, what didn't work, and get to the root of what it is. That's a big, big factor. Whatever fear it is, try to figure out what the root is. And if you can't figure out what the root is, there's plenty of people out here that, that can help you with that, including me. I just be 412 at gmail.com. I do consultations that help you get to the root of what you got going on. I now do consultations and readings because that's what I learned during my teachings. It's getting to the root of the problem. The root of the problem isn't anxiety. It wasn't anxiety for me. The root of the problem was that I felt disappointment and betrayal from my father when I was a child. And I correlated that to, like, opportunities and money and, like, a lot of things. And I didn't, even as an adult, I don't want to feel the hurt and the pain of disappointment. So I just automatically go into a state of 
uh, I'm just going to think that the worst is going to happen because at least if I think that the worst is going to happen, it won't hurt as much. And that may have worked for me as a child to survive when I was in that household, but that's not working for me as an adult that actually is in contact with his energy and mind and magic. Because as soon as I start thinking that the worst is going to happen, guess what? The worst is going to happen, and that's what I've been going through. And I, every time that I was able to keep my vibration high, it worked out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sharing my story to, like, give you an example. But find the root of what it is that you're going through. Because it's not just these labels that, you know, doctors have subscribed. Anxiety and depression and, you know, bipolarism. And, you know, it's not, it doesn't stop there. Yeah, that's a symptom, but it's not the root of what's going on. It's not the cause of why you're going through that. And finding the cause is the first step in healing what it is. And digging into that, that's a whole other podcast. Like, I'm not, I, I, I've already given too much to go to that. I'm not trying to have three and four hour podcasts. Like, my attention span won't even go that long. So I know I'm not expecting y'all to do that. So with that being said, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't, again, I want y'all to bear with me as I'm like putting, pulling this together, pulling my podcast together, um, marketing it more, um, also you know, creating a space for the people that you know, need help and want to reach out um, for consultations. I'm still building that and getting that together. Um, again, I do want to hear from y'all, like, even if you're not calling or emailing me or reaching out to me for a consultation or reading, like, let me know your thoughts. Like, if you're going through something right now that's similar, you know, email me. Like, let me know what's going on, you know. Um, I would love to hear it or love to hear some of your, the things that, the tools that you use to help you get through your levels and to spiral up to get out of your circles and your cycles, Definitely want to hear that. Like, I want to build a community here. I want to, like, connect with my tribe. So um, with that being said, I'm going to wrap everything up. And uh, you guys have a great week. Stay vibing high. Do what it needs to do what needs to be done to stay on that high vibration. And even if you're not on the high vibration right now where you know you're supposed to be at, know that it's okay. Know that you can work through it and know that Nothing stays the same. Everything changes. Like they used to say in the South, trouble don't last always. You're going to get through it. But <clears throat> while you're going through it, it's a great opportunity to figure out why you're going through it, get to the root of it, and change it so that it never happens again. Elevate it. Transform it. Alchemize it. All right, y'all. That's all I got for today. Um, enjoy your week, and I will talk to y'all in the next part. Next podcast. Peace.